Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, Director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. I have with me uh, someone I haven't had on the show for a few years. His name is Danny Vanek, and Danny Vanek has a special story. He actually went through the program years ago. I hired him. He worked in the development department for a while, and then uh, later on, I gave him the position of of coordinating all our projects. So he's the project supervisor on on anything that comes along. So really what he does is when when I need something that we really need to have done, a project that's going to do, I go to Danny and I tell Danny, hey, listen, go get permits for this or go go do this or let's get contractors in here. He doesn't necessarily have to go do the work himself, although he does do a lot of physical work himself at times, especially if there's nobody else available to do it or it's something that he feels he can do on a weekend when he's there. So, Danny, say hello to everybody. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, Danny Vanek has worked at the mission for how long now, Danny? Almost 12 years. 12 years. Uh, I hired Danny. Amen. Uh, I've been at the mission now uh, 17 years, going on 18 years. So everybody that I've hired, a lot of the people that are there, at, and Danny was one of the first, along with Mike Blaine and uh, David Lytle and a Mylene few other people. And, yeah, yeah, Eileen came. Uh, she's 12 years as well. Yeah, right before me. Mm-hmm. So. One of the things I wanted to talk to you guys about today is, uh, and I don't want to be a downer, but what I do want to talk to you about is, one, thank you so much. Your donations have been amazing uh, for years now, especially all through COVID, and they still are, so that's not the problem. I did want all of you out there, you know, the Bible tells us that the prayers of a righteous man, and that includes righteous men, women, boys, and girls— It availeth much, okay? Well, the people up in Forest Hill need your prayers right now. Uh, The wildfire out there is up to over 6,000 acres, and it is just out of control. I'm sitting in the studio right now here uh, on Expo Boulevard, and I'm watching some of the tanker planes fly by to to, they refuel, and then they fly back up to Forest Hill to drop water. And they are at zero containment. Mm. Not just the people of Forest Hill, but I also would like you to pray, especially for the firefighters that are up there. And not just for their safety, although that is, you know, preeminent. Pray for the fact that these guys are working in unbelievably hot conditions against a fire they're coming from everywhere i driving down forest hill road i saw them coming from all over the state and probably all over the country and i see trucks going up there uh, yes i live in in the forest hill area and and yes my house could be in danger but i can tell you truthfully that i i stood at my door as i walked out this morning And as you guys know, two years ago, my wife went to be uh, with the Lord. And as I'm walking out the door and I'm thinking of all the memories that we have in there, 
I thought, you know, this might be the last time I walk out this door. I might never walk back in this same door again. And even if you, if it burns down and you rebuild it and you do all those kind of things, it's still never going to be the same as all the memories that are in there. But it also made me think that we are never alone and God has never forsaken us at any time. If we are one of his, he's with us even to the end of the age. And we're warned in Matthew 6, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and, and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth or, nor rust destroys and thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your hearts will be also. You know, when we come to Christ and things are going well, uh, we are getting better jobs, we get a home, we get all these things, and that's not necessarily the truth when you come to Christ. Just because you come to Christ, sometimes your life on the physical plane sometimes gets worse. But those are not the things that give us the testimony. The testimony is what God has done to change our lives. And so the admonition not to store up treasures, and don't misunderstand me, all of you out there that are trying to save for the future, buy a house, buy a car, there's nothing wrong with any of that. It's not wrong to have treasures. It's not wrong to have a house, to have a car, or have a bank account. But the problem becomes when a believer makes a God out of those things. And now it's all about my house, my car, even my wife or my family. And life is very fragile, and things are very fragile. A bad economy can take you out of the ballgame. A fire can sweep away all that you've worked for. somebody dies that you relied on. There's all manner of things, and that's where the Lord has said, do not store for yourself treasures in heaven or on earth. And by that, he's trying to tell us to put our priorities first. Because if our priority is to build up treasures in heaven where a thief can't break in and moth can't eat away and rust doesn't destroy, guess what? Nobody can take that from you. And so, uh, at any rate, more importantly than the structure that I live in is those firefighters' lives. And uh, I just thank them so much. And all the firefighters, even the ones that are still here right now because they need to be here protecting Sacramento, they have a tough job. And, yeah, I know you could say, well, they don't go to a fire every day. No, but none of us go to a fire ever once unless we're running away from it. And these guys run towards the yeah, danger. Amen. It's like our police officers out on the street. We're running away from the gunfire, and they're running towards the gunfire. So regardless of what you feel this person has done or that, those people in those kind of uh, situations, nurses, doctors, uh, firefighters, police officers, you know, they're right there on the line. So... At any rate, guys, please pray for the people of Forest Hill for their homes, but pray first for the for the firefighters that are up there. Amen. So, 
Danny, uh, have you ever worked on a fire line or anything? Yeah, actually, yes, I have. Uh, this was back in uh, 1989. I wasn't a firefighter, but I worked for a, a logging company up north, uh, Gersbacher Logging, mm-hmm. and I drove a water truck, and they had a huge fire start to break out. And uh, at that point, all water trucks local in the area sequestered. Sure. And so I went over, and I was taking water up to the lines where they needed them, and uh, so it, it involves 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 hours a day, and they sequester you, and that's what you do is with the water trucks. And when you get close to those fires, it's, it's intense. Well, you also have to realize, and you do, but when you're fighting a fire, these guys are wearing this heavy clothing yeah. that makes everything worse because it's already unbelievably hot up in the hills. And then yep. to exacerbate everything— you have to wear heavy clothing to protect yourself from the yeah. embers and stuff, right. right? Yeah. And so firefighters have to deal with not only that, but have you ever, I know you have, what is it like when you were in the middle of a unbelievably smoky area? It was, it was, it was hard to breathe. I'm already asthmatic mm-hmm. and I've always had lung issues and it, it's hard to breathe. And when you get that smoke inside there and you get it in your, your nose and you get in your mouth and everything, it's just, it's, it, it makes it very tough. And these guys are up there breathing right into it. They're, like you mentioned, they're running into it, not away from it. You that's know, right. that's, that's, that's a courageous type of lifestyle to take, you know? No, I, absolutely, because pretty smoky at my house yeah. and already my sinuses are on fire yeah. from that. And I got, I got, a tenth of what these guys are getting right. and i only have it for a little while they have it for 24 hours a day because they're not going home no they're up there in camps right right up there in camps and uh so it's very difficult for them now i'd like to also talk to us today uh about the fact that we have just completed a huge project uh one-third of a huge project could you tell people about that a little bit yeah well we uh we went ahead and remodeled the entire guest services side now remodel kind of sounds like we spruced it up but we didn't do that no we tore it down to two by fours (laughs) we took all the wiring out and put all brand new wiring in we put all we fixed dry rot we we fixed termite damage and uh we went through and pulled all the sheetrock out put brand new insulation in huh plumbing we redid our showers everything and we took it right down to the two by fours we jackhammered up those showers we jackhammered them up yep and we put new concrete inside we put new drainage inside and we put waterproofing the way it was supposed to be done mm-hmm. and uh so uh, there were things patched over over the years yeah and so we went through and we rec we, we we cleaned those up yeah as so. a matter of fact new flooring even in the showers you know we had tile on the floor and we had tile on the walls and the tile on the floor would crack and, and guys would hurt their feet. Yeah. And then in the walls, some of the tile would leak through. Right. And so we got water damage. So we jackhammered up the floor and we put in new concrete with the right pitch of a drain. Correct. And then a special flooring coating over top of yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's a quartz it's a um, quartz flooring. And so it, it's it's a gritty. So you're able to keep, keep your service, get epoxy with a waterproofing inside. Right. So it's it's going to last for years, and it's hygienically it, it's not it's a non-porous, so it's easier to clean and maintain. 
How about the walls? Well, the we, did, we did the same thing with the walls. We went quartz walls as well. But this wasn't a spray-on stuff. This was no. uh, panels, three-quarter-inch yeah, thick. Right? Well, we, we came across a company. They got us some uh, uh, what outdated, what's the one, a discontinued Discontinued, product. yeah. And I was just, like, absolutely amazed. They just wanted to move this. And since it was a Union Gospel mission, they gave us a unrealistic deal on these beautiful sheets of quartz. And we so now there's no grout. There's no right. nothing for the mold to get into it or anything else. So it's just huge sheets and it's Nothing easier to for clean, people maintain. To cut themselves exactly. On. Right. And and people are astounded. They go, You put three quarter inch quartz <laughs> sheets? Yeah. Uh, but yes, we did, and we got a heck of a deal on it. Yes, we did. And not only did we do that, but the intention of our whole uh overhaul of that building was so that the people who are out on the street and our twenty four men on our drug and alcohol recovery program would know that God loved them just as much as That's the right. people in the new building over there, which That's right. is 20 years old, but we yeah. call it the new building, right? Right. Yeah, the building was built in 1968. The older one was. Yeah, and so, I suspect a lot of volunteers worked on it because Yeah. I was a contractor for many years uh, in commercial air conditioning, and when I got there, I had some serious concerns about the quality of the work done on that building. And every time I turned around and I saw something, I thought, oh, my gosh. You know, some of the things we've we've came across, it was by the hand of God that watched over this building for many years. Because remember the electrical panel, you know, and uh, and the wire that was buried into the ground, and that it was all frayed. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we showed the inspectors, about the wall that almost and fell. the wall that on the side of the wall that almost fell, the whole whole side of the building where the where the uh, stucco was coming away from the uh, the two by fours, and it was just rotted the wood behind rotted it. the wood behind it and everything. And we we stripped the entire side of the sheetrock all out, put new sheeting up there, paper up, lath everything, the whole nine yards. Got it all. It looks like a brand new building. <laughs> it does, and by the time we complete the next two thirds, which yep. The next two thirds are not going to cost what the first third did because the first one had all the complications. In Correct. It. Uh, by the way, thank you guys because we did that with uh, donations from you guys, Match uh, matching magnet. funds. Yeah, yeah. And we're not doing that right now, but we are going to move into the second phase of that. And there's a way for you to donate online if you want to participate in that. And I'll give that to you in a little while. But uh, so Danny is keeping up on these things. He's mm-hmm. been working on the permit part of the second stage of our rebuild. Correct. And by the way, don't misunderstand. We don't do anything behind the scene. Uh, everything we've done has been permitted. Oh, yeah. Uh, inspectors have come in. And by the way, I know I've heard a lot of people complain about uh, inspections and stuff like that. But to be honest with you, as far as I've been told, the inspectors really tried to work with us, and yeah. and uh, we tried to do everything they wanted no, we, us we, to we, do. We and we want that place to last for sixty more years. We don't want to put a bandit on a bullet hole. That's we right. We want to do it right, and we want to do it because we have eighty four people sleeping in the building at any one at one time. You know, that's what I mean? right. And we, we want, want it safe. We want it safe. That's, that's exactly. and clean. That's and, right. And have you heard from any of the people out on the street how they feel about the remodel? Oh, they, the day we opened it up. <laughs> I had to be there for that, for yeah. the first people to come in. And they were walking down the hallway going, wow. And I'm like, yeah, welcome to the Union Gospel Mission, brother. 
And it was, it yeah. was. <laughs> I've had tour groups and, and mm. people will say, well, man, you, you put a lot into this, a lot of money and stuff. And that's right. If God supplies you with the money, he doesn't supply you with the money so you can sit on the money. Right. He doesn't do it so you can build up your prestige. What he gives it to you for is to do a job. That's right. And so he gave us the money. He laid on your hearts to donate to us to make this building something Last special. Last 60 more years. Absolutely. We have a brand new roof up yep. on top, brand yep. new swamp coolers. And for the program guys, and for the uh, or for the program guys for their dorm, and for their break room, we had air conditioning put yep. in there. Yep. Now I didn't have it put in in the sixty beds for the men from outside, and the right. reason for that is, I did air conditioning for a long time, and I wanted the evaporative coolers or what some people call swamp coolers to force the air in that room outside so that the germs and stuff would be Correct. taken for it. And right. besides, it seems like we get a serious declination in the amount of people wanting beds when it's 100 degrees yeah. outside anyway, right? Well, some people said, too, that are we going to AC the, the, the chapel area? It's kind of hard because when you have the amount of traffic coming and going through yeah. the doors and everything else and a door open or something like we that. We need fresh air. We there. need fresh air, but it's hard to contain AC in a room where a door gets opened 60, 70 times by people coming and going. So it's hard to do that. So the swamp coolers are the best option. Well, it's, it's really not just that because years ago I was approached about that. And since I did air conditioning, I said, no, I don't want to air condition the chapel because the folks from the street come out there. And if they come out and they're not showered, they're not clean, it can be pretty bad yeah. on a hot summer day. And so we really want to keep that air moving, moving, right? And by the time the sun goes down, usually the evap coolers are doing a, a good enough job. Yeah, and amen. sometimes on a dry day like this, even in the heat, they do a pretty decent job. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, speaking of that, we have our chapel open for a cooling center, just yeah. like a warming center in the summer or in the wintertime. We open it up after it gets to be 100 degrees and we open it up in the afternoon. We let the guys come in and sit down. Not only that, most people don't realize that the people out on the street can't find water to fill up their jugs to wash with or whatever. Uh, but we allow them to come in and, and fill up whatever they bring in, right? Yeah. Yes, we do. I mean, we don't – they sometimes have the big water cooler yeah. bottles. I don't know where they get them, but yeah. uh, they'll come in with those, and we let them fill those fill up, up too. Especially in this kind of heat. And we got misters fun. out on the porch. Yeah, we just and got the, the misters, yeah. And you know what? On a hot day – under the shade, because we open our gate and let them come in and sit underneath the trees and underneath the awning. And we had uh, misters put in. And yep. You'd be surprised how much different a mister can make. Yep. Uh, and if you don't know what that is, it just it's, has a restrictor in it, and it causes the water to come out in a fine mist, yep. like almost like a fog. So it seems to be working okay, doesn't yep, it, Dan? Yep, yes, it is. Um, people are out there and they're out there and enjoying it. You know, the other day we got 117 degrees. <laughs> yeah, well, it's been brutally hot. Yeah. Uh, I never remember a September like this. Yeah. Uh, it's been hot in September, but not 115, 16 degrees. Right. Fortunately, I think we're looking at some cooling for the weekend. Yep. 
So, uh, Daniel, you have uh, been working on all the permits and everything, Yes, right? I have. Yeah, we're working on the plans now and uh, everything, and we're getting ready to submit those to the city and uh, with a permit, and we'll, we'll start from there. Yeah, and uh, we just want everything to, like Daniel said, I'm not going to be there 50 years. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping I can make it back today. <laughs> but... We're not, I'm not going to be there 50 years, and chances are you're not going to be there 50 years. Yeah. But we both have in our hearts and desire, and so does the rest of the staff, that way beyond our time, we still have a mission That's right. that is adequate for the homeless and the staff that work there, correct? That's right. Amen. We have a, an excellent uh, – our – our kitchen produces meals unbelievably, and they always pass the health and safety codes because that's what we try to do. Hey, I wanted to tell you guys, I'm going to talk a little bit about it next week too, but coming up pretty soon in October, we got an open house coming along. Amen. And if you'd like to learn about the open house or how to donate to uh, our rebuild fund, build over, I don't know what you call it, but yeah. to to making that mission last for 50 years more. You 60. can go to 60. 60. Okay, I'm sorry. I was, I was a little short on that. over 10 more. <laughs> so uh, you can go to ugmsac.com forward slash open house, and you'll find all that stuff. And we're going to have an open house, and we'd love you to come and do all those things. And, you know, we want to have tours so people can see what the remodel has done. And again, we didn't do the remodel so that we have something to brag about. We could have just painted it and cleaned it up. And Banded it on a bullet hole. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah putting a band on it on a bullet hole. And I can tell you, that doesn't feel good either. No. No, I'm kidding. I've never had a bullet hole. But the bottom line is we wanted to do the job. How is it? Right. Correct. When I was in the trade, uh, I did commercial air conditioning in Sacramento. As a matter of fact, I had... Very large businesses, J.C. Penney's and some other very big accounts. And you never win by not doing it first rate. That's right. And that's what we've tried to do. That's right. So we found, we found a problem. We went in and we solved it. Amen. So, again, if you'd like to look at, uh, at the mission or the open house thing, it's ugmsac.com forward slash open house. Or if you just want to go online and look around at our website, it's ugmsac.com. And you can take a look. And I think we've got a pretty decent website. Yes, we do. So, you know what? I, I just, uh, we're only got a, a minute or two left. But I wanted to just, again, you just have no idea how thankful I am to the God we serve but I am also thankful that he put on your hearts and that you guys were willing to continue all these years making sure that mission is there. Amen. So uh, any last words, Daniel? No, I mean, not for the show anyway. <laughs> hey, you know something I don't? <laughs> yeah. I just want to say thank you, everybody. Yeah. It, it's an honor working at the mission. And it's an honor working for pastor. You know, oh. it's, it's a beautiful place to work. And, uh, Thank you very much for your generous donations and your love for the mission and what it does to help people. And you guys are always welcome, even if we don't have an open house. If you want to come down and give me a call or give Eileen a call uh, and just 
uh, we will set up a time for you to come down and have a tour of the mission. Amen. You can come down as an individual or a group. Any way is okay. So uh, I am just grateful to you all. And so I'm also grateful that you listen to this radio show. We've been doing it over 17 years now, and that's amazing. Yeah. So I've had a lot of guests on here. So as always, my dearest friends, may God hold you in the palm of his hand until we meet again. Amen. You've been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched, and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.